Welcome to Call That Girl's Office 365 Show. Keep up with Lisa's day-to-day problems and solutions she encounters with Outlook, third-party apps, and Office 365. The learning never ends, folks. Learn from Lisa. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Call That Girl's Office 365 show. I'm Lisa Hendrickson, your hostess, and this is show number 83. If you want to check out my past shows and notes, you can go to callthatgirl.biz slash office365 or here at the Podbean channel, callthatgirl.podbean.com, where you can follow, subscribe, and uh, get your podcast catcher feeds there. All right, so this show is going to be, uh, let's see, I'm going to do some talking about some jobs I had today. Uh, there's just a few that are a little unique to, uh, of course, the day after holiday, which yesterday was Memorial Day. And then we're going to talk about some uh, Microsoft snags and things like that that happen to me on a regular basis. So I'm just going to let you folks know about what I have to deal with because I'm always doing this kind of stuff. And if you're new, well, maybe you need to learn about it. But before we get started, I want to talk about a, t- um, a technician who I'm not exactly sure what he does for his day job as a tech, but I don't think he works with Outlook 100%. But anyway, I got a call from a fan here of the podcast show, and he said that he uh, needed some help with de-snagging up some Outlook issues. And, um, you know, so here's what I do is I sell technician tickets for two hours at 278 if you don't know that. And he bought one because now he can use it for whatever he wants. So if he's at his job and is troubleshooting something, he can use me in 15-minute increments. And I've been selling these on my, uh, mostly to Facebook, you know, friends and such. But it's helpful because while you know what you're doing, sometimes Outlook can cause a snag up. And, you know, instead of you searching it for hours, you can just have me remote in real quick and I help you. Well, it turns out that I end up giving him a little bit more information and teaching him some things that's going to be good for him. And uh, it was only like a half hour job, but it was really worthwhile. And after that, I said, you know what, I'm going to talk about it on my show and remind other techs that they can hire me if they want to. I'll, I'll put a link in the notes for you to purchase a two hour ticket. And like I said, you can use me in 15 minute increments. So It's better than Googling forever and running through forums and answers that might not work. Okay, so then, let's see, in the past two or three weeks, I've been working on this OST project. Now, if you don't know what the the OST is, it's the offline sync. Well, I call it the offline sync tool, but it's actually offline storage. Or it could be called, which I've seen on some websites, called the offline sync storage table offline storage table. I don't even know the official name of it, but all I know is I call it the OST file. And I decided to start um, putting out some blogs for people to, when they search in Google to look up an error or something about an OST problem, they're going to find my blog. And I always give the answer to real quick at the top. And then at the bottom is like a full on learning blog. And um, I put also a couple tools that I've used that work is affiliate marketing links because I put a lot of time into this and I'm like, well, someone clicks on it. I get a little, you know, kickback for them clicking on it if they buy it. So anyway, I was in the Facebook office 365 group that I own and run. And this guy said, Hey Lisa, I found your blog for this OST error. And at the time I didn't have the tools in there. I said, you have to contact me. So he did. And I talked him through, um, the tools I used and he, uh, found the files that he was missing. 
Here's what he had done, and I'll just be pretty honest about it. It's pretty easy to do. He deleted a Outlook profile. So when you delete an Outlook profile, you will delete the OST file attached to it and any other data in that OST file that was in there, which means, let's just say, for example, your client or you set up for a client an IMAP account. Let's just say just a standard IMAP. And you imported their old calendar and their old contacts into that IMAP, which has an OST file. You know, you might go a long time without it failing, but if something bad happens, you go create them a new profile because it broke whatever, you delete the other one, you delete everything. And that's what I'm teaching folks in these OST blogs. And I talked about it in my last show, but I really, you know, I'm trying to help people more because it's pretty serious <laughs> that, you know, back in... The old 2010 version, at least Outlook created a PST file that, that the contacts and calendar would be in and wouldn't blow away all the data. So it's very dangerous now to, to have that data in there without a proper backup. And um, in, in my blog, I talk about you should have an online backup and make sure you get the app data folder. Or if you're going to um, do any work with that OST file, make a copy of it and put it in another directory because... You know, at least if you do that, you can do an OST to PST recovery. But for this guy, he actually had to go do a Windows recovery. And with the tool I use, which I'll put in the link also, it, um, it was so fast, it worked so nice, and it only searched the OST files and it finds them. And you can uh, recover them. I think the product's 49 bucks. Then you get the next tool, which is an OST to PST converter. And then you can go and get the data converted to a PST file. So it's a little bit of work. It's about 150 bucks of software. Um, I guess if you if you mess up on someone's computer and don't have the 150 bucks uh, just because of whatever, I can help you out maybe. But um, uh, it would be a lot of work to do that. So I'm just recommending just buy the products if you mess up. And uh, the only reason why I'm saying I can maybe help is because I own them on my software. And I can do that, but we have to convert, or sorry, we have to transition the files, and I don't know, it's just a lot of work. So anyway, but it's about 150 bucks. so if you mess up, that's on you. That's why you need to back up before you mess with anybody's data. And I can go on and on about this for hours, about how to back things up. But if you, only if you just make a copy of that OST before you do anything else, just take a copy and put it in another file, that's better than nothing, okay? So if you blow away the data, then you're looking at all that recovery and stuff. But anyway, I was really proud to see that guy find my blog. And um, I love it when I see success on Google, basically. <laughs> Alrighty, so um, if you want to join the Facebook group, you can go to uh, the notes there. And if you want to search for it, I actually have the good URL. Uh, let me go see it here. No, 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 no. It is uh, facebook.com slash groups slash Microsoft Office 365. So I ask a few questions now and you can get in if you are a uh, technician or if you do marketing for it. Alrighty. So let's see here. This week I happen to have, um, well, like you folks who are technicians, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, bad updates or the wanna cry virus or whatever is going to happen. I found out that there was an MS update, I think. I haven't figured it out yet. I'll know more the few next few days probably because over holiday, not everybody finds their update issues until they come back to work. But I know there's something going on. 
And I'm not sure if they all correlate or not, but this one client I had this morning, so I remote in and she has an office, excuse me, Outlook 2010-ish um, icon. 2010 icon in the taskbar. And I tried to open it and it was like broken, right? So then I was asking her, well, did anything cause this? And then, no, excuse me, I got to take that back. It did open. But the weird thing is when it opened, it couldn't do anything. It was said an update was in progress and it wouldn't let me click on anything. It was like frozen out. And that's the, what she's been dealing with since uh, over the weekend. I said, well, this is weird. And I looked in her updates and I didn't see anything and I didn't understand it. So I thought, well, this is really strange. Why would it have an update in progress? Well, then I looked in her computer and I saw that she had Outlook 2016 installed. So I'm like, oh, well, let's go peek in there. And I go and look in the control panel and in the mail apps and there you go. She had 2016 and the 2010. So I went and looked in the 2016 and there was already a profile there for her exchange. So I'm guessing some update snagged up, like she installed it, didn't know it, which can happen to a lot of people. And, um, you know, they're clicking buttons. Next thing you know, they have, you know, Office 365. So basically, I uh, opened it up with uh, a new profile. I got all her exchange email to come down. I uh, let it sit for a few hours so all her mail could come down. And I just for now, because she just wanted to get back to work, she hadn't worked in a few days, I said, I'm going to remove that 2010 from your taskbar and just use this one over here now. And I created a new one for the 16. And that was great. Okay, so she's done. Um, we'll remove the 2010 later. Then my next client, now this is kind of correlating to the parts of the topic later on. We're going to talk about GoDaddy. So this fella calls and his outlook would not open at all. It would throw up this uh, error, uh, temporary mailboxes being moved. So I thought, well, let's go test a new profile and see what happens in there. It would not open. I said, all right, well, let's go try safe mode. Would not open. And I did this all excuse me, I can't believe I always mess up what I do, but, uh, the first thing I did was when Outlook doesn't do that, I tested in safe mode to make sure if it opens or not. And it did not. Then I went to the, the profiles and made a test profile. And then I, when that opens up fine, I know Outlook's okay. And it's not the Outlook. Then I went to the add-ons and unchecked everything. He did have team viewer checked and I'm gonna let you guys know, that TeamViewer snags up a lot. So if you're using TeamViewer, make sure you uncheck that add-on because you don't need it for Outlook. You can still remote in the computer without that checkbox there. So anyway, we did that. It still wouldn't open. And I said, well, okay, so here's the fast fix is that we're just going to make you a new exchange profile. And he's like, that's fine. And thank goodness both of these clients only had one email account. So we let uh, that download and he had uh, 12 gigs, which was quite a bit. And I, you know what, the 12 gigs might have caused it, but you know, I'll look 2016 and 13 are so fast and they're, and with windows 10, they can hold 10 to 20 gigs now real easy compared to 2010, which would slow it way down, you know? So I said, no, you're cool. I mean, eventually we might want to move some of your mail off the server, you know, and move it to a local PST file. But so anyway, we let it sit for a little bit. And, um, I did my optimizing, which I do for every job because I feel like one of those things, I just can't leave it alone. I'm like, I gotta do that first and then go do this. 
I told him, all right, call me when it says all folders up to date. And then he called me back. And then I do the little fine tuning. I set up the signatures. I change the address bar. I make sure that the autocomplete's still there. And luckily, everything was still there. I fixed the address book, got the SIGs on. And um, he's like, wow, I cannot believe how fast this profile is. I'm like, well, because I did the optimizing, which I do as a benefit to all my clients. And he was like, awesome. And I'm like, I know, I am awesome. I want my clients to have an experience when they're done that they were like, I'm calling her again. Right there. Well, uh, so anyway, finished that job up. That was a 23-minute job. I did all of that. And it was a two-part, which almost all my jobs are two parts now, it seems like. They just start going into that because I got to let something download or export or save or whatever. But um, the point of this job, though, was he had the temporary mailbox being moved issue. And what do you know? I looked in the control panel and his profile was a GoDaddy account. And I asked him even, is this a GoDaddy account? And he was like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, right there it says GoDaddy. They actually named the profile GoDaddy. which I don't know, it had some weird dates on it too and stuff that didn't make any sense. But anyway, so uh, I said, well, we're not going to delete that profile. But, um, you know, for some reason, I always see this temporary mailbox issue with GoDaddy. Now, I don't understand why, because they're using Office 365, which is Microsoft servers, which they don't even touch. You know, they're just like managing stuff. So I don't know if something got snagged up or... But I've never seen that error really without anybody just without being on GoDaddy. So if you have GoDaddy clients and you're seeing that and, you know, hoping that all they have is exchange there, just make a new profile and that should fix it. Um, even if you click on use old data, it doesn't seem to, uh, to work and pick the temporary mailbox doesn't seem to work. And I've uh, had that experience myself years ago, but not lately. But anyway... So that's a heads up for you GoDaddy folks. And uh, now for the summer here. So if anybody's listening and wants to take advantage of this, I'm going to offer 30-minute sessions for $89. I'm going to promote them on my uh, website as uh, Outlook tune-ups and like consultations. So even if somebody doesn't have anything wrong, they can hire me for a half hour. We're going to go through a list of items. Uh, next show, I'll go through the list of items we're going to cover. Uh, because a lot of people don't know anything about their outlook and you know on monday i helped two people and i said so you're not backing up and i have them fill out my form and they're like no i don't know where to back this up and i'm like well you don't even know where the file is because microsoft hides it from you and now that i'm such an ost freak i make sure to show them this is the file you back up and you got to do it so i think that these half hour sessions will be very very um very good for the clients, but if you buy a tech ticket and we do a half hour, it won't cost you 89 bucks. It would actually cost you, if you want to get a little private training, um, 69 bucks. So, you know, I take it off 15 minute increments, so you would pay less. You could use it for private coaching too, if you like. I don't really care. Um, I'm working on some special projects this summer anyway, so I'm going to be doing some learning about some new advanced stuff to kind of uh, work into some new services. So I figured the summer sale will be good and um, help people out, learn. And maybe, you know, it's like a tune-up. I, I do the tune-ups like that guy said so much faster now. I'm like, I know. I, I do it so fast while they're talking. <laughs> I don't even have time to show them what I'm doing. All right, so now let's take a moment to thank App River for uh, sponsoring the show here. 
I've been using App River for over four years now for my sales for Office 365. I'm also doing sales for SecureTide, their spam filter, and their encryption. With all the uh, phishing attacks out there going on and everything, you have to make sure that if you're in a financial world uh, going through wire transactions that you use encryption. Make sure you tell your clients to phone call people while they're sending the money or beforehand because, you know, I think the common scam is $70,000 and, you know, people are getting taken for it. So if you are an IT person to these companies, make sure you warn them, get them on encryption. That's super important. And, um, also my proof is open 24 hours a day. And I like that I can call and talk to a technician that that's all they do all day is troubleshoot the same stuff I do. So we can help each other out. <laughs> and I found out that one of them actually, uh, watches my YouTube channel. So I was like, Oh, thanks. Okay, guys. So now we're going to move on to the topic, which is office 365, uh, snags, glitches, whatever. So if you're new to supporting office 365, these are just some things that I'm going to warn you about that's going to happen to you. And it probably happens to the listeners listening right now. And they might laugh and go, God, I didn't know that happened to other people. Well, these do happen to other people and I'm going to share them right now. So the first thing is, is that there's many ways to log into the Office 365 portal. You can log in with outlook.office365.com. You can log in, make sure I get this right here, login.microsoftonline.com. And you can log into portal.office.com. And I pro there's probably other ones, but those are the three. Now, if you happen to use Chrome as your browser, Chrome is going to give you the most snags. I can guarantee you that because I use Chrome all the time and I get the snags and I don't know why I keep using it, but it auto fills and remembers everything. That's why I like it so much. I guess the other browsers do too, but I've been just using Chrome for so long. So anyway, the first snag we're going to talk about is that you might be logging into one client and then next thing you know, oh, you're, you're into another person's account. The sign out feature of these browsers um, do not work the best. So you better make sure when you log in that you are logging into the correct account. I manage, you know, like 150 or whatever domains. So typically mine will, will remember the last one. It doesn't go back in time and find some random person. It, it remembers the last person. So just keep that in mind. And I think if you use incognito mode, it won't do that snag up. That's the tip I heard from the app river guy. Um, we were joking about this and they said, yeah, we just use incognito. I'm like, all right, cool. So that should help. Um, the other thing is using the browser that you might get some like weird error. Like there is no mailbox for you and I'm the admin. So I have my admin account and I try to log in and it says you don't have a mailbox. So what I do is I go to a different type of login instead of the outlook.office365, I'll go to, um, login.microsoftonline.com and that will kick me out of the other one and I can go log in again. Again, just more trickery of the browsers. Um, you also might find some other strange server request errors that I see constantly and it, it's constant. And I think I'm solving my own problem here. I should not be using Chrome, <laughs> but, but I do use Internet Explorer and Firefox, by the way, but I saved those two for other Office 365 things I do, not my admin and thinking ahead. Now I should swap that and stop using the Chrome for that. But, um, 
But these are issues that other people have. I've seen it on Facebook too. People talk about it. But um, anyway, uh, I think it's just, it gets caught up in some cache mode with the, the Chrome and it tends to do that. Um, another thing I've done is sometimes I just log into the client's computer where I know they haven't been messing with the admin control panel and I give my clients global admin rights. So that's how I do my work. And so if I log into theirs, I know I'm not going to have a problem. So that saves me from having to deal with these snags. But I think I heard, now this is not a hundred percent, but I heard that they're not going to allow the global admin to have, let me see, how's it going to work? They're not going to give you mailbox and admin controls uh, soon here. Uh, I think it's due to security. Um, I'm not sure if that's a Microsoft thing or a rumor I heard, but uh, just for security. So if you happen to get hacked that you can't have access to the entire, you know, everything and your mail at the same time, which I think is, is smart, you know, honestly, because if someone hacked into mine, then they could see my mail and my calendar, my contacts, and then go and delete all the other four accounts that I have. And, you know, I would not even know because they're in one account. So I think I heard that. And I think they also might be pressing with two-step authentication and the multi-factor. And that might be uh, coming soon here as a forced thing, which I'm starting to see the Azure trying to do that too a lot, by the way, when you log in as uh, admin. But, um, okay, so moving ahead, uh, I've also noticed that if you create a new mailbox, in the past it used to be instant. Now it's not so instant. Now it takes a while. So if you're thinking that you can just schedule an appointment at 2 o'clock to start a migration, you're better off taking the extra minute to go a few hours be, you know, beforehand and make all the accounts. I sometimes do it beforehand anyway, and I typically do. But lately, because if I have a one person, I'm like, I'll just do it all during the appointment because my people are typically gone when I do the migration. I have time, and I only charge one fee, and I do it while I'm exporting the data. But... That mailbox, if it takes a while to make, which it's bother it bothered me one time. I was like, why are you making me wait now? And I don't like it because I'm in a hurry. But it, uh, it does do that, and that's a snag up. Now, there's also a couple new snag ups I've noticed is when you are in a new mailbox and you're in the portal, Microsoft wants you to go through their wizard. And... I really don't want that wizard. I wish there was a button that says, please never show me this wizard again. And it, and I think there's a got it button, but if you miss it, it'll come back. So I think actually there's a button. <laughs> but there's another wizard too that, maybe that's the Azure one I, I noticed. Well, anyway. Um, and then as of late, I've noticed there's a new, so when you go into set up a new Outlook account, like Exchange, uh, there's a little tiny button that says, also show me mobile. Oh God, I may actually go look at it. maybe show me the mobile, uh, outlook app now. Okay. That's really nice and, and handy for people. I'm looking at right now on my account here. I'm trying to see. I'm have to tell you next show, but anyway, it's a little new button that they snuck in that says, also set up my mobile for me. And if you don't uncheck it, then when you set up the exchange, it takes you to a new browser window. And I don't like it. It it complicates me in my process. But so now I've learned to uncheck that. But unfortunately, there's another time it pops up. 
And I do this all the time is when I test, which I'm going to do right now. Um, I think it happens when you test an IMAP account and it, and it's with 16. I do believe after you test it and you hit close, then next it takes you. Okay. I just did it. I just tested it. It doesn't do it with exchange, but it does it for IMAP. It takes you to this website, get outlook on your phone for free. There's nowhere in there to say, don't do that. So that is bothering me and I don't want to use their app. I have an iPhone and I use the built-in. Okay. That's just how I roll. But you know, that's, it's doing this twice now I've noticed. And I'm like, I wonder how they're getting so sneaky with all that in the back end. But they are because when you're streaming, they can do it, but it's not a big deal. It's just something I'm noticing and it's just more of an annoyance, I guess. Okay. So now we're going to work on the GoDaddy problems. So I helped a client last week. I did a migration and, uh, I knew it was going to be a lot of work from the beginning. And here's why, because she was going from an office 365 GoDaddy to an app river GoDaddy. All right. Or sorry, <laughs> that makes sense. She's she's, she was on office 365 with GoDaddy. She's going to app rivers office 365. And the reason is, is she wanted to have a better provider. So she knew what was going to happen. It was a full migration. And the thing is, is that because GoDaddy is not a CSP partner and AppRiver is a CSP partner, you cannot just change the record uh, inside the accounts and be like, oh, poof, it's done. It's easy. Uh, GoDaddy does not allow that. And so that's part of their Office 365 issues I've noticed. And there's uh, a few things that are worth noting if you want to. And I'm going to say this in all fairness is that there's a reason why I left GoDaddy years ago for AppRiver. Many, many reasons. One is I like working with a smaller company. GoDaddy's so huge and they go through their first level technicians like the cable companies do. You know, they're, they're in and out and they don't have a lot of experience and they're argumentative when you need second level help. And, you know, they're, they're trained to say no, in my opinion. Now they might be getting better and I'll give them the benefit of the doubt because I did hear from somebody on Facebook that said they're getting better, but you know, they have to be, if they're going to be doing this kind of support, you can't say no all the time because these, a lot of the work is on the back end that the exchange techs have to maybe deal with. But so anyway, I'll get back to the list here. Um, their online portal is horrible. And so when a client sets up an account and I'm going to get back to my client who did this migration is they don't give you all the bells and whistles. Okay. They give you what you need, which basically means everything else has to be done through them. Okay sales support, everything else. You cannot do any exchange, uh, in, anything with exchange at all through your portal. Now I know back in the day you could sneak through with the ECP, the backslash ECP, but I don't know if you can do that anymore. I think they actually took that away as well. But so if you have a GoDaddy client, there's really nothing you can do. If you're a technician, you always have to call them or deal with them. They also have a horrible double login. So you log into their account, then their office 365, it looks different. It's confusing, but I, I muddle my way through it pretty much. So anyway, uh, this online thing, I knew that when the client wanted to do the migration because they don't have the CSP, you know, transition that what, what you have to do, and this is kind of in a nutshell is I got to think about it here for a second. It's been a week or two. So in the client's exchange in her outlook or your client, whatever, do a full exchange 
to PST backup, okay? So it's just through the import export wizard. Make sure you back it up. You're going to be doing it in live real time, so you might have to do it twice. And this client had like three and a half gigs, so it didn't take too long. And I'm glad they go fast. I also do a double backup of the contacts and calendar just in case something happens. And I did that first. Then you have to call GoDaddy. You have to tell them, the first level people, that you need to talk to, I think it's the exchange team, to what is called remove the domain. So when you're removing a domain, it, you actually have to delete the mailbox. Okay, so that's why you, I always say, do a double backup of that email because it's gone. And I mean, I don't know if they could ever get it back, but I don't trust anybody. So I was double backup if I'm nervous. So anyway, you have to call them and then they have to remove the domain. But the point is, is that you have to delete the mailbox first. That means it's gone, gone. Then they can cut the domain. Then you can go over to your new portal with AppRiver or whatever company. And you can go uh, verify the tax record. And then you can actually set up the new accounts there. And that should all be fine. Then you update. Now, the DNS doesn't really need to be updated because it's the same thing. But, um, and you wait for the new mailbox. You go create it. And then it should be empty. And you can go to Outlook. I always set up a new profile. I import the old email. Or, excuse me, the PST. And it should bring in the contacts and calendar. And that's the easy part. If everything goes well. So this job actually took me uh, a little bit longer than I'd hoped, but I took it as a big learning lesson because I did not know about the GoDaddy cutting over, deleting the mailbox. I do now, so now it's easy. And uh, everything's a learning lesson sometimes. You know, you have to go through it once. You'll never forget it again. And I will share with you folks my little learning lessons so you can learn from me. But um, I don't know. Let's see what else was GoDaddy up to that was kind of bothering me. Yeah, I think I covered it. You know, they hide all the good stuff. You have to call in. You know, I've I've had a few clients with migration snags that really, I think what bothers me the most is they use the word, I think my client said it, seamless migration. And no migration is ever seamless, ever, like ever. So the thing is, if you're going to do a migration, I always say, I know how to manage the expectations. If something bad is going to happen, I'm going to let you know. Because I can see it. I've done enough of these. And I also back up all my stuff manually. So I don't have to worry about an online migration tool doing the work. I can rely on my own self. And I make sure the clients are gone. And I, you know, honestly, with Windows 10 now, people having solid state drives, this, this backing up is going really fast. So it's not like the old days anymore where it takes half a day. Um, so it's really good. But um, let's close off the show by talking about the CSP stuff, okay? So what I really like about the CSP, and I didn't understand it in the beginning, but I'm starting to get it now, is GoDaddy's not a CSP partner. AppRiver is a CSP partner. And managed services technician and companies are usually CSP partners. So a lot of the small folks like me, maybe that are break fix and just do uh, partner accounts, you know, we generally don't have CSPs maybe. But what I like about it is if you are uh, offering, off, excuse me, Office 365, and you're a CSP partner and something bad happens with your client, they can now transition that account over to another CSP partner without services changing, migration needs, and no big deal. It's more easier to, I think it's called the partner record. They just switch it. Now, if you have a contract with your client, you're going to have to figure that out yourself. But, I mean, things happen. And I'm watching what people talk about on Facebook and I'm starting to see stuff. 
like clients are not happy with you or you are not happy with them and need to end the contract. Either way, the admin info, mailbox, etc., needs to be transferred over to the new IT department or handed off. They want to be out of the account with you. Well, then what happens to their stuff? Well, that's different. That's the technology versus the person. So, but at least if you're a CSP partner, you can, you know, transition a client out easy, deal with the contract later, whatever. I don't run contracts, so I don't even know, but I'm just telling you what I see online. And um, since AppRiver is a CSP, you can work with them to migrate a larger account, and they're very helpful if you need to do that. So I'm not CSP. I'm still a partner, and you don't have to be a CSP if you're a small business, and you can resell if you want to, and I don't think you have to be a CSP to resell either. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> anyway, if you have any questions about the their uh, CSP over at App River and migrating clients over or becoming a reseller or whatever, contact Steve Harris at AppRiver.com and uh, they'll help you out over there. All right, gang. Well, this is kind of a short show this week. I'm going to be working on some new stuff here for the summer. Like I said, I'm going to be diving into some new services. So I'll uh, be trying to do some shorter shows maybe while I'm out there and maybe working on my YouTube channel. Uh, reminder, check the show notes for my eBooks, videos, tech tickets. If you want my help, get some learning in the summer. I also have the Outlook troubleshooting training videos for technicians. That's four hours of only Outlook troubleshooting and learning recovery and all that stuff. You can also see those in the show notes as well. If you have any questions or want to be a guest on the show, which I haven't had a guest in like six months, it's time for one. Come on, join up with me. You can email me, lisa at callthatgirl.biz, and any questions, you can email me there as well. This has been a Heyman Hendrickson production, audio supported by Mitch Heyman. That's it, folks. See you next week.